Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the home fires. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we're two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small enough trailer to fit in our aunt's driveway. <laughs> That's where we're coming to you from now. And we're looking to share big adventures in little driveways and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. Actually, it's not that small a driveway. It's not that small of a driveway. In fact, the past four nights, five nights, whatever, it's been driveways. That's right. We've mooch docked <laughs> with our friend Byron. <laughs> in Gilroy and now we're mooch talking with my aunt and uncle in Chino, California. Chino, California where my gosh I have to say every time I come here I look at Zillow at like so how much would it cost to live here because the weather here is perfect. Oh, it's, yeah it's <laughs> January as you all know because I'm sure you all have calendars and it's 65 well so. it says it's only 50 but if you get out there in the sun it is easily 65 in the sun oh yeah and of course our you know our power package is just digging it's it smoking <laughs> it's, well it's not, well, smoking, not smoking that would but be bad it's just it's like woohoo it's keeping us nice and charged so we can use the inverter on occasion when we're mooch talking and we don't have power we don't use the inverter but today we've got so much power, I'm trying to waste it. Whoa! <laughs> waste not I'm making sure not. that everything is charged up and like we normally do when we're hooked up. I plug everything in and get it all wow. topped off. <laughs> wow! Well, there you go. We'll get into that in a minute. But we wanted to share with you that Apple, who you know rates various apps, they rated the All Trails app the app of the year. Congratulations to all trails. Yeah, boy, that's a, that's a big honor. And I bet you they're selling a lot of those apps now because Apple still has a strong voice in the buying apps yeah, world. absolutely. Lots of folks have iPhones and iPads and III. III. So all trails is known as the trail guides and maps for hiking, camping, adventures, things like that. They show a lot of actually of curated trails and fellow explorers, 60 million explorers. And so it's a good app if you're looking to get out there off the driving roads and onto the hiking roads. There you go. <laughs> All Trails is the app of the year. Pretty cool. Well, Congratulations. As, absolutely. As mentioned, we are mooch docking at Peggy's Aunt Kathy's house. Well, I guess my aunt too, since we're married and all. <laughs> not my, not Peggy's aunt, but you know, me and Peggy, <laughs> Peggy and I. So confused. She's Louise. <laughs> so we're on our way to the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show. That we are. And we have been doing quite a bit of mooch talking because we did do a campground review, which we'll get to a little later. But campgrounds here in locale, 80 bucks a night for, yeah. and this is the off season. Yeah. So you figure we spent what, three nights at Byron's? We spent two nights at Byron's we and spent we'll spend two. three nights here. Yeah. So what is that? Five, five, five nights, five, four. We saved just in this block of time over $400. Right. So having a good solar and lithium system really can ultimately save money. In fact, we figured, okay, well, we are a little unusual in many ways, but one of which <laughs> is we use the heck out of our Rockwood Mini Light. Sure. So we can figure that we literally could have paid for 
the power package in about two years of use by mooch docking and boondocking. But if you don't look at it just from a financial standpoint, you look at it from a freedom standpoint, like we call our buddies like Byron or your aunt or whatever and say, hey, you know, can we come and hang out for a couple of days? And it's like, sure. And those easy decisions on where to camp is another reason that these advanced solar and lithium power systems are just such a great thing to have. It's just yeah. a, it just makes such a difference in your camping experience. And if you've been kind of thinking about, gosh, you know, is this something for me? Should I look into this? The people at ABC Upfitters, they use master bolt components, which come out of the marine industry. And they're so trusted that RV companies like Rockwood, Flagstaff, Ibex, Arpod, <laughs> several others, higher-end companies like Columbus have been using their systems because they just work. And that's something we found. The system just works. And that peace of mind is magical in an RV component. <laughs> so if that's something that interests you, in our show notes, we have a link to the ABC Upfitters. And you can see our interview with them there. Or you could just give them a call on the good old-fashioned phone at 574-293-9399. Good people, they know how to translate from nerd to normal, and they have engineers that can help you put together a system that works for the way you like to camp, whether that's simple couple batteries dropped in or a whole system like we have. So again, give them a call, 574-293-9399, or just check them out from our link at stresslesscamping.com. So we are camping the way we like to camp, and that is with enough power in our mini light. <laughs> but we have been kind of slowly gathering supplies to camp a little bit different way. And now we're not suggesting that we're gonna change our lifestyle right. by any means. But every once in a while we think it would be kind of cool to just hop in the four wheel drive truck, drive somewhere that we've heard about that the trailer can't get to, and spend the night. Yeah. Or, you know, let's say we are going somewhere with the trailer and, you know, someone says, oh, well, up that road, there's the coolest thing. Well, we have written so many reviews about so much RV and camping gear that we now have enough gear to make sort of a day use or overnighting camper using our pickup truck. And that's one of the reasons we wanted the new four-wheel drive pickup truck. One of the variables is, well, you're gonna need a cap or a camper shell or whatever the heck you call it. For sleeping in, yeah, because yeah. What, we, what we don't have, the one thing we don't have is a tent. Now we do have the screen gazebo. Yeah, we have the Lippert screen gazebo. But we don't actually have a tent. We used to have one and the last time I used it the wind blew so hard it broke the tent. So I haven't replaced it and that's okay because we can sleep in the truck and be up off the ground Yeah. and still have all the other quote-unquote tent camping amenities that we have filling up our garage right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and believe me, we have got a ton of RV and camping related stuff. So after we bought the Ram, we started shopping for camper shells or caps or whatever you want to call it. Well, one of the things that we found is that they're bloody expensive. I mean, <laughs> a high quality cap is between four and $6,000. And then if you want one color match to your truck, it's 
six to ten weeks if they don't have it in stock. I thought, well, I mean, that you know, it is what it is. I don't want to spend that money, but we may have to. As usual, you know, the way social media works, I was using my confuser to shop for pickup caps and all that. Well, I started getting ads on Facebook for a company called Flated, like inflated, but without the N. And they <laughs> are inflatable camper shells or caps. And I was intrigued and skeptical. Sure. But the stuff that we have that's sitting in our garage right now, and some people call it overlanding, whatever, we could easily go several nights without our mini light. And that also opens the door to, like Jason and Abby from RV Miles said, hey, go to the national parks late in the afternoon because that's when people leave and you can make your own dinners out there. Well, right. we've got our 12 volt cooler and we've got our portable power station and we've got our induction cooktop. We've got cots, we've got an air mattress. We've got our Lippert gazebo tent. As Peggy said, we have 12 volt cooler for every size and season from Bodega and Dometic. Right. We have our Starlink, all kinds of stuff that we have. We could literally build a camper. And so we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> use this pickup cap to make a camper essentially. We'll show you that further, but the variable was the pickup cap. And so after watching a bunch of videos, I'm like, well, I guess they have a good return policy. I bought the flated truck cap mm -hmm. and we put it together. Now we do have a video review of the truck cap, but we were fortunate enough to get Ryan Gay from flated to join us and talk about why would you invent something like this and how good is it? And the video kind of explains what we feel about it. But without any further ado, let's hear from Ryan and learn more about the flated truck cap. Okay, there is a slight further ado. I need to tell you that we had a little bit of signal problems the day we talked to Ryan. And normally that works itself out, but there are a couple spots where without either Tony or I's voice kind of adding to Ryan, it's not <laughs> going to make sense what he said. So while we're listening to this interview, there's going to be a couple times where Ryan sounds oddly like one of us. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and, but I just wanted you to, I just wanted to make sure that you knew what he said because it was important. So yeah. just a warning that Ryan's voice is going to change very briefly two times during this interview. <laughs> <laughs> we are with Ryan Gay from Flated Campers. Ryan is the founder and creator of something that we discovered thanks to a Facebook ad and bought, and it's very impressive. So Ryan, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me and happy uh, Monday morning. It's cold and snowy up here in Missoula, Montana. Oh boy. <laughs> We've needed the snow, so it's, uh, it's welcomed. Yeah. For our audience who may not know what the heck we're talking about, what is flated and what things do you make? So Flated was a crazy idea that myself and three colleagues kind of came up with years ago. We were in the surf and the paddleboard industry, so we were very familiar and, and helped to actually introduce inflatable paddleboards to the, to the market ah. using inflatable drop stitch technology. So 
that market got a little saturated. Unfortunately, the, the prices sort of dropped out. Had a nice little resurgence during the pandemic. But, you know, we were just after a trade show one night having some beverages and discussing what was next. And, you know, we all had a vision of one day starting our own brand and, and breaking off on our own to to do something together. And we had the idea of using inflatable technology to make an inflatable truck topper. <laughs> and, okay. uh, so it was it was pretty wild when we first told uh, some of our friends and family what we were thinking about. They all thought we were nuts, <laughs> but we were pretty confident that with uh, the team that we have, we could probably get it figured out. And so March of 2020, during the pandemic, um, we all found ourselves with a little bit of extra time and we actually <laughs> got to work on it. Yeah. So the, our first product was the air topper. So that is, you know, similar to you know, a fiberglass or an aluminum topper, um, but it installs without tools, only weighs about 40 to 60 pounds, depending on the size. And when you don't need it, you just, you know, unhook six cam straps, you throw in your yard, deflate it, and it'll store on a shelf in your garage. Yeah, I like that lightweight because I did, you know, what I keep seeing in the ads, like I lifted it up over my head. And <laughs> a lot of times you see stuff advertised and you're like, mm, I'm not so sure. So then I dug deeper, as I tend to do, and basically looked at a few YouTube videos and, and what was being said. And I ordered one. And we put it on our truck. And it's really impressive. And so to people who may not realize how firm these things are and how solid they are, what can you tell us? Because... I've seen people standing on these. Yeah. Well, we get a lot of skepticism online. Um, we're pretty aggressive with our, our videos and our digital content. And people see it in a video or a photo of it, and they just can't comprehend how something inflatable can be that rigid. <laughs> Until we start to remind them that, you know, if people have seen an inflatable paddleboard or have been in a, a premium whitewater raft with a drop stitch floor, people kind of understand it. But unfortunately, a lot of times people think about the inflatables that we've all had bad ex bad experiences with, which are <laughs> like the Walmart air mattresses that never <laughs> have air in the morning. Yeah. And some of those things. So, you know, we get a lot of skepticism online. People saying, what is this? There's no way it's going to blow off. It's going to pop. It's still too expensive. And the funny thing is those are all the same exact comments we got when we launched inflatable paddleboards in 2010. So we're pretty familiar with the argument, but yeah, it makes a big difference when you actually see it in person, you know, touch it, feel how rigid it is. Um, when we do in-person trade shows and events, I have to stand by the back of the truck and actually be like, hey, have you ever seen an inflatable topper before? Because they look at it and they, they just don't even realize that it's actually, you know, something that's filled with air on the top of that truck. Right. So yeah, the, the magic, I guess, is, you know, not a new material, but um, drop stitch inflatable PVC. So it's very thick abrasion resistant PVC fabric connected by thousands and thousands of nylon strands that essentially makes it so we can make a panel. And that's how we can make the sides, the roof and everything else. So, yeah, you can we've had a 900 pound four wheeler parked on it. Um, we <laughs> wow. do a lot of videos on it on our not on top of the truck but <laughs> with the topper in the grass yeah you know we launched with a product that had never ever been made before so yeah we had a little bit of a learning curve when we came out with our first toppers yeah there was 
couple areas, the front corners and a few places that, you know, there, you could see some air gaps and it required a little bit of extra, you know, foam insulation or some things to make it more watertight. Currently, we're on about our sixth edition, I would say. We've really listened to our customers. We've made improvements to the fit, um, the details, um, the new little rain skirt that keeps the water out. And yeah, as of right now, it's, you know, I, I tell most people it's, you know, 98% waterproof, but um, with a little extra work, you can really make it pretty much completely watertight. Yeah. It's on a pickup. So if you are going camping, you can uh, go where the weather suits your clothes, as Jimmy Buffett used to say. <laughs> Having had pickup toppers in the past, they're typically just an empty shell. It's just a fiberglass box that you put on top of your pickup and this the way you've done this there are hooks to put things on top little pockets inside so there's a lot of attention to detail on this i assume you actually are, are going camping and using these yourselves yeah so one of my co-founders ken hovey um he's a former professional whitewater kayaker um myself we i'm, I'm into hunting rafting fishing all of those things and We've been sleeping in the back of our trucks for years. Mm -hmm. Before there was ever a term called overlanding or truck bed living or all the things that now are so popular on, on social media. And, you know, owning a big truck and just the ability to be able to pull off and actually sleep back there in a pretty covert way is super <laughs> handy. So, yeah, everything built in there is is because we've figured out where to put stuff because we sleep in it a lot. I think I did about 30 nights in the back of my truck this past summer. Probably way more. We also have Hannah, who's our head customer service, who I think you guys have spoken to. Her and her boyfriend did a six-week trip um, just recently and slept in the truck every night. They traveled all the way to California, um, down in a northern Baja, and, you know, they just have a six-foot Tacoma, so wow. even a smaller truck. But we try to we try to build in the right stuff, um, not put too much stuff in there, but uh, everything that we can use. And, and we also listen to our customers and we've added some things due to basically customer feedback. And so we're always listening and always trying to make stuff better. To insulate things well, you usually want an air gap, right? Like you buy the fancy windows for your house and there's an air gap. I would imagine yep. that a flated topper has much better insulation than most as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's four inches of encapsulated air. So we get the question all the time. People ask us what our R value is, and I haven't been able to, you know, do a, a full real test to tell you what the R value is. But what I can say is based on having a fiberglass topper forever, my new flated topper is definitely cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter than my fiberglass one was. So yeah. <laughs> out of all my right. experience of sleeping in it. Seems legit. And how much weight are you allowed to put on top? Because you have like uh rings to attach things like a kayak or whatnot yeah i usually tell people stuff that they can lift up there themselves you know a kayak or or a, a paddleboard or two <laughs> it's not so much about the weight pushing down on it as much as you know the more you put up there it does create a significant amount of lift when you're on the highway so oh, yeah. um, more more about that than it is actually the, the the parked weight i do have some people that are testing a rooftop tent on one now mm -hmm. And we'll we'll report back on how that's worked. <laughs> Fun. When we were putting it on, I was like standing on the tailgate, taking the foam things out of the rings because we weren't smart enough to do that before we put it on top. Yep. And and I said, oh, there's all these rings and everything. Hey, why don't you hand me a bicycle? I'll throw it up here. 
Yeah. I don't know. We would find the most poppiest part of that bicycle. Yeah, no, I can't lift that bike that high. Right. So. Well, yeah, they're electric bikes. One of the big advantages to me is that you can take this flated topper off in just a few moments. It's, as you said, it's just basically a ratchet strap type mechanism. You take it off, deflate it, and there's a bag that comes with it. And now you have your open bed pickup. So you can help your friends move. No, you can't. <laughs> I know that was my that was my excuse forever. I always had a fiberglass topper on my truck previously. And I'd be like, ah, you know, I have a topper. I can't really fit that much stuff in there. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the other thing, these are extremely well made. But having, when we got this new truck, we shopped for fiberglass toppers and they're now four and five thousand bucks now yeah. for even something fairly sparse you know you can get all the way up to seven eight nine thousand dollars on some of the new modern ones the other aspect is there's long lead time for a color match topper for your new truck last year i think i heard on average it was about eight to twelve week order time to get a topper made for your truck. So, mm. you know, our goal is to have them in stock and you can order them and install them the day you get them. Right. Yeah, that was that was the thing. We did just that. I saw it, looked around, decided to buy one, reached out, bought one, and it came the next day we inflated it and it was it was a quick process. We caught the whole thing on video and it it was maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. And in addition to the toppers, you make a number of other products as well that are intriguing, including a bed that fits in your truck bed. Yeah, so another kind of funny founder story is during the pandemic, we were working on the topper and I was actually building custom build-outs for pickup trucks in my backyard um, for people out of plywood and, and carpeting and, you know, just like I had always had in the back of my truck. And it only took about three hot 98 degree days before I was like, wait a minute, we can also make this build out inflatable. <laughs> so that was our uh, second product. That's the air deck. Um, we have that in about six different sizes right now. And I say it's more of an inflatable box spring because you still want to put a little bit of a pad on top. But the joy of it is you still have all the room underneath for storage. So you can have all your gear organized underneath, have your bed completely made up and ready to go. Um, actually, this past year, I was able to get my wife to go on a hunting trip with me because I put the down comforter back there <laughs> oh, and, pillows and made it look all cozy. And she's like, OK, I'll go. <laughs> but yeah, the, the air deck's a great product. And then probably about six, seven months into the design process, Monique, who's one of our co-founders and, and CFO, she's like, hey, hey, guys, 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 I'm the only one without a truck. Can we make something for my SUV? And so the idea came about for the air carrier, which is essentially, you know, well, it is a inflatable rooftop cargo box Yeah. versus a, you know, traditional plastic rooftop box that a lot of people end up just leaving on their car full time because they're kind of a pain to take on and off. Right. With ours, it's really simple. Just two cam straps and it's locked on the top of your car and you can load up all your extra gear and hit the road. We all have too much stuff in the world. <laughs> and the fact that you can deflate that when you're not using it and using it as a daily driver is also, there's a lot of value there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our, our hashtag that we have fun with is uh, we're trying to eliminate yard art. <laughs> I like it. After you started this, 
you were on Shark Tank. What was that experience like? Shark Tank, wow, it was it was wild. You know, a big process to to get accepted and approved to be on the show, just as far as, you know, auditioning, I would say. But really good experience. Um, dialed, dialed staff over there on how they how they produce that show is, is just amazing. But then, you know, you film the show, um, you know what happened, and they remind you before you leave that you are not allowed to talk about it until it airs. Right. <laughs> so, so we had about six months to, to be really quiet. We couldn't tell anybody why we were out in California those few days, and and you still don't even know if you're going to actually air. So uh, we got a call last February, and uh, they gave us our airing date, and so we had about three weeks' notice to promote it, start talking about it. Obviously, we couldn't tell the details of what was going to happen. But yeah, our episode, I think, aired on March 19th, I believe. And immediately our website went from our normal traffic to about 80,000 people on the site right then. (laughs) And and within about five days, we had sold out of all of our inventory and we had to go on pre-order. And uh, yeah, got all the product in, delivered everything by about June. And you know, one thing about our product is it, it's it's kind of a driving billboard because they're out driving them around, showing them off, and um, and you know that's the best testimonial. And we really appreciate all of our early adopter customers because you know they've really been probably our best marketing tool out there. I can imagine. But then further, you won several awards at SEMA. Yeah. So we went to C- the past two years. We went to SEMA just as kind of spectators. We never had our own booth there. Couldn't afford it last year. This year, we threw down and we bought our booth. And as part of our... Ryan said, booth space, all of our furniture. In the booth was all all made out of our inflatable technology. So <laughs> caught a lot of eyes. And uh, yeah, we... Ryan said, look forward to... Big things happening in 2024. Now explain for listeners what SEMA is. Yeah, SEMA is a specialty equipment manufacturers association. So okay. essentially, it's the largest uh, auto parts accessory show in the world. Okay. Four days in Vegas. All, all the big players are there. And it's it's a intimidating, large, large show. Everything from low riders to race cars to trucks to RVs to um, retro cars. It's, it's, it's awesome. It oh, is. Okay. It's insane. <laughs> Well, I think those are the questions we have. Of course, you can see pictures of how we've installed our flated topper. And anytime you're uh, seeing us on the road, we'll probably have it with us, inflated or not. Yeah. One of the things that I'm going to try is taking the truck down the road without the topper and then repeating that with, because people always say, you know, oh, it improves mileage or it hurts mileage. I'm just curious because I'm a nerd. How does it affect fuel economy, if at all? We had one guy down in Texas that tried to do his own, you know, DIY test on it and traveled the same road multiple days in a row and then did the same thing without the topper. And he was claiming he was getting, you know, three to four miles better per gallon gas mileage with his topper on. Wow. But so I'm not sure, you know, I, it, it's definitely something that uh, if you make that test, I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that'll be something I do down the road, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know even what we've done this year. But well, not no, with we this had truck. A this is a Never new mind. truck. Yeah, yeah, we haven't done a long trip with so, this yeah, truck Yeah, this yet. truck is, this truck loves gas. My <laughs> gosh. And the other thing is, how does the topper, because, you know, ours is the higher top one. How does that affect towing? And I suspect it's going to help it 
because you kind of lift the air as it hits the front of the trailer. So that'll be interesting to see. Oh, yeah. I'm a nerd. These things <laughs> run through my head. I do have another question. Oh, though. you do? Yep. Ryan, and we don't always ask this, but <laughs> knowing that you're a camper, can you tell us your best, favoritest, most awesome camping experience ever? I thought you were going to ask for the secret locations, and I wasn't going to share those. But <laughs> <laughs> um, my best camping experiences usually involve a raft. I grew up rafting and going on multi-day raft trips with my father and my grandfather. And now I've been able to do that living in Montana with my own kids. Nice. And so, you know, floating to do for four or five days is is my ultimate, you know, trip kind of that we try to do almost every year. Um, favorite river is, is definitely the middle fork of the salmon in Idaho. But even just local overnighters up here in Montana, we do quite a bit. And so, yeah, we just have it all loaded up and get the raft on. Gourmet meals. That's the best thing about rafting is yeah. you can carry a lot of gear so you can bring the right food and we don't we don't skimp on it. Right. <laughs> yeah, camping food is always awesome food. Yeah, we I've gone rafting a, a lot of times but with guided tours. So the guides did the cooking. So we not only ate well, we didn't have to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> and then conversely, do you have any camping not horror stories but funny stories from kind of your road. worst experience maybe <laughs> you know it's it's hard to really have anything that i can say bad about any camping experiences if actually i have one um i made the hor- horrible mistake to go up with a bunch of buddies my senior year in high school and our idea was we were going to go up on loveland pass in colorado and <laughs> build a snow cave to sleep in for the night oh. and uh i forgot my sleeping pad so a sleeping bag on directly on snow turns out to be not so insulating and so i froze my butt off and (laughs) we all got extremely dehydrated just in the process of being at altitude and digging a snow cave for six hours and uh, i don't think any of us slept that night we woke up in the morning and then the roof of the cave had sunk down to about six inches above our face so we were (laughs) out of there pretty quick and uh I don't think I'll ever be going snow caving again. <laughs> yeah, that that seems fair. The lessons we learn and the way we learn them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, thank you so much for your time and really a terrific product that we look forward to sharing with people and we wish you nothing but tremendous success. So thank you. Yes. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you being part of the Flated family and um, yeah, look forward to seeing you guys on the road sometime this summer. For that sure. That would be awesome. All right. Happy camping. Have a great day. Thank you. If you happen to have made your New Year's resolution to get more, better sleep, we have an idea that might help with that. Whether you're talking about in your house or in your RV, we have found that the mattress by Ghost Bed that we have in our RV is the best sleep, the best mattress we've had. We like it even better than the very, very expensive mattress we bought for our house. We wish we had been able to get a ghost bed. Unfortunately, in our house, we needed a split queen, and that's not very common. But we do have the ghost bed mattress in our RV, and we absolutely love it. It is a great mattress, and we have an article about ghost bed and some more information. We'll put a link in our show notes. but. 
If you're looking for a good night's sleep, we, we are very enthusiastic about the ghost bed. And of course, they offer us a discount for our listeners. Oh, yeah. And so in the link in the show notes that has the article, you'll also find a link to the ghost bed website with a discount for you. Pretty darn cool. Hey, I'm getting hungry. What's for breakfast? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know how many times we've talked about this, but breakfast really is, I think, for both of us, kind of our favorite meal of yeah. the day. Well, that made sense since we used to own a it bed It made a and lot breakfast. of sense when we owned a bed and breakfast. Still, though, I just, I love a good breakfast. I'll eat breakfast any time of day. Our friend Sandra, who used to work with us at the B&B, reminded me and asked me for the recipe for a recipe that we used to make a lot at a the bed lot. and breakfast. It was, I think, our most popular breakfast, and it was the baked potato breakfast casserole. Mm -hmm. Or quiche, depending on what pan we cooked it in. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't like to say quiche because literally some guys would go, well, I don't um, eat quiche. Some men don't eat like, quiche. Wait, it's but... cheese pie. <laughs> right. Who doesn't like cheese or pie? Exactly. So we have shared that baked potato breakfast casserole recipe on our website this week, and we hope that you will go check it out and love it. It really is. It's so good and hearty and hot and <laughs> filling and comforty food that it's a good thing to eat, you know, any time of day. It doesn't necessarily have to be breakfast. There's something else. When we started eating less carbs, and I belonged to a group, and they say, well, what, what can I eat for breakfast if I can't have my oatmeal or my cereal? Well, here's the thing. Breakfast can be whatever food you want to eat. Yeah. Right? You don't have to eat eggs and ham for breakfast. You don't have to eat green eggs and ham on a boat or with a goat. Right. But <laughs> I don't like it, Sam, I am. <laughs> but really, any food could be breakfast and breakfast could be any meal. So check out that recipe. Give it a try. And the good thing about this recipe is... You can put it in your RV oven. You can use a pie pan, a cake pan, an iron skillet, a cast iron, anything. You can put it over the campfire in your Dutch oven. There's just so many ways to cook this. You just can't go wrong. And it's one of those things you can successfully make in the lousy 17-inch <laughs> RV oven that so many of you are suffering with. Boy, not that I'm opinionated about those by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> we did spend one night at a campground along the way, and it was the Valencia Travel Village in Castaic, California. It's one of those newer RV quote-unquote resorts, which means it's got a bunch of pools and a jacuzzi, which were closed while we were there. They were open. It was just too darn cold to go to them. No, it said pool. Maybe it was just because was, they were cleaning it when I walked by. Ah, uh, okay. But they did say pool closed when I went and took pictures. Anyway, they've got just under 400 sites, plus 500 spaces to just store stuff for the winter or whatever. Oh, wow. That was interesting. But it's a nice place. As I said, it was over 80 bucks a night. However, you know, we've talked about Passport America and Peggy found them because of the Passport America links. So we got it for half price and you can too with your Passport America membership. For sure. Yeah, it had, you know, a bunch of pools. Everything was immaculate, like the sites, the laundry room. They had a game room. They had an adult gathering space not like adult as in hey nobody bring your upside down pineapples and your uh, pink flamingos but like you know people over 18 
they had a camp store which was almost every bit as big as like a small convenience store but something that really struck me well also the people were really nice so we arrived after hours and there was a dude in the guard shack couldn't have been nicer and so it was nice that he was there then the guy at the registration desk that i talked to the next day and also the lady in the camp store the nicest people really really nice but something about the camp store they had hundreds and hundreds of cds and dvds for sale that's so funny a big section of the camp store was devoted to these cds and dvds (laughs) camp store and record store (laughs) yeah and there were the cds were 10 cents and the dvds were 50. so it was a super great deal A, a good experience now why you might want to go to this area is lake castaic which is a big reservoir that has all kinds of you know boating and fishing and all, all that kind of stuff you'd expect with a whole lot of water. Right. The other place, the other thing that you might want to do while you're in the area is go to Six Flags, which I almost always still call Magic Mountain because that's what it was when I was growing yeah, up. Yeah, it's Magic Mountain. I think it's so. still Six Flags Magic Mountain, but anyway, yeah. now it's a Six Flags. A real quick story about that. When we were growing up, we used to go there a lot and they had a lot of rides that were good for kids and we had kids in our in our house you know with 11 year age range so we had some youngsters and it was their favorite park and then as the kids grew older and it became a six flags and it got to be big scary fast big roller coasters the kids grew up and liked big scary fast roller coasters so it was still their favorite park <laughs> <laughs> yeah So some of the reasons to go there, a nice place. We have a full review at stressescamping.com in our campground reviews section and lots of pictures so you can see what it looks like. Last week, our question of the week kind of requires visual answers. I asked (laughs) because I'm kind of wishing I had one, but I asked you to show me your favorite camping craft or hobby. We don't really have Well, I mean, you know, the laptops, I guess, are our hobby. Yeah. (laughs) And so because I said, show me, and people showed me, you need to go in and look at some of these pictures. Meredith showed us a spinning wheel that she uses to make yarn, which is fantastic. A couple people showed us paintings. Kathy said that last year at Trailer Fest, someone brought all the supplies, including, I guess, the sewing machines, to make tote bags. So they got to make tote bags. Kristen said she doesn't really have a camping one, but she showed a picture of her adorable camper, and I kind of wonder if she didn't make that awning that's on her camper, because it's so cute. Bill's craft is draft, and he collects and drinks beer. You know what? That's my Which hobby, too. a great hobby. I know yeah. we really like to enjoy that hobby with Bill. Yeah. Emily crochets and Marilyn knits socks and I happen to know that because I have a pair of socks that Marilyn gave me and oh boy are they wonderful I (laughs) love them Eric and Melissa posted pictures of the rocks that Melissa paints and she leaves them in places that they go like on walking trails and campsites and beaches and Brian said that he loves when he finds those rocks He said it's kind of like the world goes away for a few minutes while he wonders who, what, why of that rock. So he really enjoys finding them. And I do too. I love when I see those painted rocks, especially the ones like, you know, a little camp trailer and things like that. So super fun. Thank you all for showing your pictures. Please be encouraged to continue to do so. I haven't found anything yet that I think is 
well, other than the beer drinking, that I uh, have the talent for. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm still looking for one of you to post something that I think I could pick up and try to do myself. This week, I was starting to think about New Year's resolutions, and I was wondering, did you make a New Year's resolution? Yeah, and have you blown it yet? Right, I kind <laughs> of don't make them anymore. I do, I like the, the concept some people say, just choose a word and like let that be your word of the year. Well, the bird is the word. Bird is the word, if that's what you want. For Steve Comstock, that's probably the word. Because yeah, he probably. likes to take pictures of birds. Yeah. But although I love the concept, it's already the ninth of the month, and I haven't really come up with my word of the year. So. Well, everybody knows about the bird. Oh, stop. <laughs> so that is my question for this week. Did you make a New Year's resolution? And part B, Tony's question. Are you still on it? Yeah. Are, have, have you already, already messed it up? <laughs> I promise to lose weight. Step on the scale. Whoops. <laughs> Where can I answer that question of the week? You can answer that in any question of the week and ask any questions that you would like also at our fun and friendly Stressless Campers Facebook group. Yeah, like, is the bird the word? And did you know we did a once a week newsletter and it's free. <laughs> we have links to stories and videos and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. That's pretty cool. You just got to visit our website at stresslesscamping.com where you can sign up. And of course, we would never share your information. Because that would be for the birds. Oh, <laughs> I see Peggy's winging it. <laughs> <laughs> we do only send one email per week, period. That is it. And that's when the podcast went off the rails. <laughs> You'll find the show notes for this episode, episode 237, on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com, which is also, by the way, where you will find our video review of the Flated Topper. Also, what you'll find there is our deals and discounts page for the best deals on things you need to make your stressless camping adventure. Oh, and if you've got a great deal for our audience, let us know. We're always interested in finding more great, awesome deals. And when you've seen everything you want to see on the website, you know, you can jump off with those little links on the top right corner to all the social places we are that I try to name, but since everybody's changed their names, I'm not very <laughs> successful anymore. Well, you know, Twitter <laughs> used to be about the bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we put a big X over it. That's right. <laughs> if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, because that would be for the birds, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> podcast app. <laughs> we are saving you. <laughs> oh man. We are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And of course, a review will help others find this podcast. And the more listeners that we have, the more great deals and discounts we can get for you. So if you haven't left a review yet, well, please do. Make Don't. that your New Year's resolution. Oh, there you go. Don't fly <laughs> off without doing so. <laughs> Another thing that is really, really helpful to us is if you see something that we post on Facebook or Twitter or X or wherever those places are and you like it and you think that other people would like it, please share it. Feel yeah. free to share anything that you see either in our socials or even on our website. You can share social. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always free. We will never send you a bill. Oh, now you're stretching. <laughs> 
I think we better go before they turn us <laughs> off forever. Oh, they probably already did. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Gosh, we sure hope maybe we'll see you in Quartzsite in a couple of That's weeks. That's right. Or somewhere out there somewhere on the road. Somewhere out there on the road. We really appreciate being in your ears every week. So thank you so much. And most of all, stressless, stressless camping. <laughs> we hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! <laughs> oh, my. <laughs>